Well, we start part five here on the uh, four major criteria that will do, determine your leadership potential and progress. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at the anointing we carry, and then we moved uh, on to the gifts of the Spirit and then on to intimacy with God. And I uh, want to pick up on how we can be intimate with God. What, what does that mean? And how do we abide in him? How can we maintain this unity with Christ between us and, and, and Jesus himself by the Spirit of God? Well, first of all, as John 15 has been saying, regularly saying here, abiding in him is a major part. And to abide in Jesus means a few things. First of all, it means that there is total obedience to Christ. To abide in Christ means we're responding to him we're keeping a step with the Spirit. We're doing what He's telling us. We're not arguing with Him. We're not hearing what He says and doing something else. We just have to start responding and cooperating, obeying Him at every level. Whatever He comes and shares with us to do or not to do, and mostly it's to do, and they're and they positive good things that are going to bring blessing into our lives. But we've got to honestly settle the issue. Am I going to obey Him on everything? Or I'm going to want to have selective obedience only when it suits me. The second part is trust. Uh, again, quoting that old hymn we used to sing, Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And uh, trust is just faith in action, resting in God, but responding to everything he says, believing what he says I'm to do will be equipped and enabled, empowered by him, and will become success and, and bear the fruit. That's the desire of the heart of our Father. And that has to be obedience, faith, but with expectation, anticipation, expecting him to be who he is, to do what he says he will do, standing on his promises, claiming them, speaking them out where we need to, always going back, what did God say? And when the devil lies to you, do what Jesus said. Tell him what God says. Use the word of God as the sword of the Spirit. Uh, always have an expectation. God is not a mocker and he's not a liar. What he says he'll do may take some time because sometimes it's faith and patience that inherit the promises, but he will come through for you. But all of this has to be prefaced by a wholehearted commitment and surrender to Christ, which I've tried to touch on through these other few sessions prior to this, that we have to be wholeheartedly yielded to Christ, wholeheartedly committed to him, surrendered to him, that we are truly, honestly, Christ-owned. Christ-owned. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. We're to glorify God with everything that we are. It involves yielding wholly to him, W-H-O-L-L-Y, wholly to him, to be a witness to his grace, to be a witness to his grace, to seek by word and by walk to win others to Christ, to fix our eyes on him continually, practicing his presence all day long to the best of our ability, and God wants us to live like that. So we come to the fourth major part or criteria 
of what of what will determine that will determine our, our leadership progress and our leadership potential being fulfilled in and through us and that is us doing what he tells us to do now to, by and large I've covered this pretty well so I'm going to try to just do this very briefly our obedience to him if you love me Jesus said in John 14 15 if you love me you will obey me you'll do what I command you he says in John 14 21 whoever has my commands and obeys them he is the one who loves me this is really a yardstick on our love and commitment to Christ our abiding in him if we love him we'll do what he tells us to do John 14 23 he says this if anyone loves me he will obey my teaching so if we're not obeying him I think we're deceiving ourselves to say we love him let that sink in all right so what are we talking about our obedience how quick are we to obey or can I put it another way how long does it take or how slow are we to obey him once he's spoken to us and uh, here's another little thought not only how quick or how slow but sometimes our unwillingness to obey just flat out disobedience what do I mean by that well sometimes we just simply ignore what he said and act like he didn't say anything or we didn't hear it. God knows all about us he knows that we heard he knows that we know he knows that he spoke and he knows we're not doing it we think we're ignoring it acting like we didn't hear it he knows so our obedience secondly we've covered this our, our openness to change and being changed don't be closed to being changed some change is a threat very often most change is a threat and there's an inconvenience there's a cost which you talked about but don't be too scared to do things some people are so scared to do anything that they do nothing simply because they, they, they're close to change. We've all got prejudices and preconceived ideas but we, and comfort zones, but just yield them to God. And keep yourself, thirdly, under this, not only our obedience and our openness to change and being changed, but keep yourself free <clears throat> from, first of all, demonic activity, which brings bondage. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage is what Galatians chapter 3. Read those first 14 verses and 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through to 8 and you'll see about the demonic activity. The devil is out to, de to, to deceive us. <clears throat> so keep yourself free from demonic activity. Keep yourself free from sin of any sort. Even the secret subtle sins that no one else knows about. Keep yourself free from them. And yes, such an important one too that so many people don't, under, don't understand the, the, brevet, the, the gravity of this. And that is keep yourself free from manipulation and the control of others. As Galatians chapter 5 verses 1 right through to verse 21 tells us. Keep yourself free from manipulation. I tell you that even now while I'm in so-called semi-retirement, there are people constantly trying to manipulate me. Uh, always just keep yourself from other people controlling you, controlling your emotions, controlling what you're allowed to do, what you, what you get involved in. Just keep yourself free from manipulation of every sort. I pray basically every day, Lord, keep me free and my family free from manipulation, control of, by others. It's so needed. 
And then also, as doing what he has told us to do involves us being an example in every area of life. And you can go back a couple of uh, messages ago to where I talked about being an example in speech and life and love and faith and purity, doing good, etc. Uh, and I want to close off this, this session now by just quoting what John Wesley, uh, his criteria for ordaining Methodist ministry ministers in those days, the early days of the that Methodist revival, he had these four criteria, three criteria that he asked of every person who was going into ministry. Ask this of your own life today and of those that you're releasing into leadership into the future. Is Jesus Christ truly his Savior and his Lord? Is Jesus Christ his Savior and his Lord? Second one is... Is he using his spiritual and natural gifts for the glory of God? Is he using his spiritual and natural gifts for the glory of God or for God's glory? And thirdly, is his ministry fruitful? Is Jesus Christ his Lord? Not just his Saviour, but Lord, his King. Is he using his spiritual and natural gifts for God's glory or for self-glory? And is his ministry fruitful? Before we release people into leadership, surely we need to be seeing some fruit in and through their lives. And too often we make those mistakes. Get caught up with charisma, personality, skills to communicate, popularity, prestige. Is his ministry fruitful? Remember this, if we're not fruitful in the local church where we are now, we won't succeed elsewhere. And I've seen it over the years. People are not fruitful where they are, but they think if I can go somewhere else, I will become fruitful. If you're not fruitful where you are now, you're wasting your time, wasting your money, and wasting other people's lives by going somewhere else and thinking it'll be different there. Start where you are right now. Yes, God has more for you, and God will more than likely move you on. It may just take a week. It may take a month. It may take a year. It may be 10 years. I don't know what it is. But become fruitful now. And God has so much more for us, all of us, in our local churches, each and every individual, our families, in our nations and into the nations of the world as we work together through the translocal team. So, Father, again I'm asking in all these things for all of your people, sons and daughters, those who have been blood-washed, spirit-filled, called of God, different ministries, different enablings, but all with the same God, all working for the same King, and only the one true body, the body of Christ worldwide. Bless and help us to be all we should be and reach our potential and keep on making progress till Jesus calls for us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.